dangerous. It's dangerous. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're wild. You're wild. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler of rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Made for everybody. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, TJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. It's Monday. Back to the work week. And only on the Breakfast Club do you walk in, and the first story you hear is your your cameraman telling you how he almost got into a fight with a crackhead this morning over a cigarette because the crackhead asked him to hit get a hit, and he wouldn't give the crackhead a hit. Wait, so, just so not had, a full cigarette? He just wanted a little smoke well, from you? Well, they asked a for a cigarette first. The crackhead asked for a cigarette first, and yeah, our cameraman said he had none left. So he said, she said, let me just get rock. a pull. Let me just get a pull. You know, let me get a pull. She just wanted a hit. And he said no, and they got into an argument. He was like, I almost punched her in the face. Oh, wow. It was a woman? Yes. Yes, a black woman. This guy, man. Wow. I don't this even know how to feel about it. It's not what I want to hear on a Monday morning. Yeah. I'm not ready for this. I just got out the car. I was listening to Dr. Phil's podcast with Shaquille O'Neal. My energy is different. I don't want to walk in here and hear these kind of stories. My okay? goodness. It's not what I'm into. Well, you want to you get scared a little bit? No, I don't. So Friday, Friday morning, I, you know, my, they took my daughter to school. And the school called and said, you know, you should really pick her up because she's sleeping more than usual. And she usually doesn't nap like this, my two-year-old. So I said, okay. We picked her up and, you know, took her. I'm, I'm always nervous if I hear anything. Take her right to the doctor. And it was like her stool is a little darker than usual. Took her right to the doctor. Stool meaning feces. They know what stool means. Poop. 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 They my, know what my, that My three-year-old calls it poop. Poop. Yes. So when I got to the doctor, the doctor said, oh, you know, you know what it is. She's just coming off the flu. She had the flu. And nobody knew. We couldn't tell her. We just thought it was a regular cold. And she, come, she was coming off the flu. So make sure you stay, you know, keep her home, give her a lot of fluids, make sure she has a lot of food. So you know me being nervous like I always am. I made sure I was with her 24-7 for the last three days to make sure she's good. A, right? a kid just died in Jersey over the flu. Really? Yes. So. Don't tell me that. I don't need to hear that. That, that, that. Stuff like that makes my anxiety go. So through. if your if your children are sick or, or tired a lot and they're young children, just take them to the hospital. Double check. It might not be a cold. Could be a flu. But she's she's doing much better now. Well, that sounds like a very active weekend. Yeah, and very drop active. drop on the clues bombs for health insurance. That's how you know we are the generation that is doing better than their parents. Because uh, I come from the era that would have just been some tussin. <laughs> that would right? some. You'd have to take this tussin. Yeah. All right, and drink some orange juice and some ginger ale. Why is why was ginger ale the cure for everything? It every still is. It still. I think okay. it's because it has ginger in it. And oh. ginger's really good for, like, your stomach. But that's not real ginger, so. No, it's if not. If you ever have an issue, real ginger is a great thing to do, like a ginger shot. Well, thank you. Thank God we are the generation that has health insurance. <laughs> my okay. goodness. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank well, you, God. My birthday season is halfway over because it's, like, the 14th. And I had a birthday party on Friday. That was really, really fun. I'm still recovering. I stayed in bed all day Saturday. Since did Friday? you drink ginger ale on Saturday? <laughs> I had actually I did have a ginger shot. <laughs> but um and then it was my friend L'Oreal's birthday yesterday. Oh, so happy born day, L'Oreal. Like a whole weekend of activities. But yes. And today today is actually YN's birthday too. Who is YN? 
Elliot oh, Wilson. Oh, Elliot. Drop on the clues about Elliot. Oh, uh, you know what? Elliot, actually, Elliot Wilson sent me a picture, a throwback picture of me and him, and he put Capricorn season. Well, the thing about Elliot, now. the thing about Elliot's throwback pictures, he still looks the same age 20 years ago. I'm going to put it in my Instagram <laughs> Stop, story. Okay. Is that a good thing? Is that younger? I mean, he's been looking old. Oh, I dropped on the clues, Bob, for YN. But you know why? Everybody is, was doing that 10-year challenge all weekend. Isn't he from Queens? What the he hell is from Queens. Let me post this. Well, he don't, his birthday don't count today because today's LL Cool J's birthday. It is LL Cool J's birthday yes. as well. What the hell is the 10-year challenge? You didn't see? Oh, it was all over social media. Everybody was posting pictures from 10 years ago and mm-hmm. then a current picture. So they were showing what they look like. How you look like, back then and how yeah. you look now. Oh, got you, got you. So I would have had to post something with skin discoloration. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. They still doing it? They still doing it. I yeah. might participate today. You were a little bigger back then, too. Post, I was, I was definitely. I was like two, two oh five, two ten. Yeah, I was a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got my life together. That's so what you saying now? Yeah, I ain't saying nothing now. Sound look a little lean? <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. I can say you was a chubster you before. You, know you ain't got to stand up now. Got a little European cut uh, jeans oh on. Goodness. You know, art meets chaos. You know oh what I'm saying? Goodness. Stomach a little flat. I mean, a little. You know, I gained a little uh, bit over vacation, just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But that's been burning off easy because there ain't nothing but alcohol. Kevin Hart will be joining us this morning. Another lean cancer. Yes, we'll kick it with Kevin Hart. Okay. He has uh, the number yeah, one movie in the country. You, Steve. you almost tripped because you tried to fight oh my that crackhead. Steve just threw my coat <laughs> on the floor. Steve stepped just, on it. Steve just almost fell. Y'all ain't see that. My scene. goodness. Well, Kevin did. If you watching Revolt, Kevin Hart will be joining us. We'll kick it with him in a little bit. Upside he has the number, is the one, number movie. one movie in the country that's this right. week. So we'll talk to Kevin Hart. So don't move. Get your ass up. It's a Monday. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's in some front page news. Let's talk NFL scores. Why? Uh, Why Kansas- would you talk about this sport that is oppressing our people? Kansas City Chiefs beat the uh, Colts 31-13. The Rams destroyed the Cowboys. Made them look like little boys on that field. Ooh, Cowboys were horrible. Did you watch the game, children? No, nah, I'm with Cap. You know no, no, now you with Cap. I was, I, nah. Now you with Cap. Well, they lost 30 to 22. The Patriots beat the Chargers 41-28, washed them. And the Eagles, oh my gosh, you uh, so poor Eagle fans, man. The Eagles lost to the Saints 20 to 14. Horrible. Good game. I saw I hurt. No, now you saw you hurt. <laughs> did you see or did you hear? No, I did watch. Well. I, I watched all of, I was I was all into the NFL this weekend, but that was a good game. Yeah. I don't know. Philly started off red hot. <laughs> red hot. Just, 14-0 in the first half. Yeah, and they just no, horrible. Yep. Didn't end well. All right. What else are we talking about, you? Uh, let's talk about a passenger got a firearm through TSA screening in Atlanta. Got a what? A firearm. Through the screen? He got it through? Drop yes, one clues bomb for all through. the TSA workers who ain't working because it's a government shutdown, baby. Well, this happened on January 3rd. The person was flying from Atlanta to uh, Tokyo. And they are saying that there were standard procedures that were not uh, uh, followed, and that's how the passenger managed to get that firearm through. TSA it wasn't agents. because of TSA not having the uh, normal amount of people. They're saying it wasn't because of that. It was because people did not follow procedures. They said actually most people were there working that day. I mean, let's be clear. If you're not getting paid because it's a government shutdown, are you really working? Are you just showing up? Yeah, how they get it through then? Because they're not really working. Well, they said and the I don't people that them. are responsible will actually... You know, they'll have to be investigated and everything. So I don't know what happened. They haven't released that information. But how do you get caught? Isn't that kind of like firing me on my day off, though, since I'm not getting paid? It is. Like, you're firing me, but we're not getting paid anyway. Wouldn't that be kind of stupid? On the bright side of things, if you go to the airport, like at JFK, you can hear music that you normally wouldn't hear playing over the loudspeakers. They're playing things like sicko mode and some Kanye West music because there's not enough people working. So people are just doing what they want. 
inside of the terminals. And that's exactly why people are getting through with guns. My goodness. Now, in other news, in Houston and in Miami, they had to actually close some security checkpoints because there's not enough TSA officers. So Miami and Houston both had to mm-hmm. shut one of their terminals over the weekend. I know in Miami, they gave advance notice on Friday. They said Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, that terminal would be closed because they didn't have enough workers. They actually planned that in advance just to be on the safe side of things. I'm not mad. Listen, dropping the clues bonds for all the TSA workers doing what you they said. You're not mad. There's a lot of people that stranded, couldn't get home to their families. Well, Donald Trump need to pay these people then. Unshut the government. My goodness. No, open the government. All right. All right. Whatever well, you call it. That's front page. The government's been news. shut down since December 22nd. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. Santa Claus don't work for the government, do it. Did he no. come? No. Yeah, he did come. Oh, okay. All right. All right, well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night or a horrible weekend and you just need to vent. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello? Hey, what up, though? What up, though? <laughs> what up, though? Get it off your chest. Man, so look, this, this government shutdown is not only hurting, you know, the 800,000 uh, uh, federal workers, but it's also hurting the contractors. It's affecting people's food stamps. I know in Indiana or whatever, uh, I saw it on uh, Good Morning America that uh, some people couldn't use their food stamps because of the, the government shutdown. So we need to write Congress. We need to write senators, uh, you know, not just your local senator, but we need to write everybody. You know, just, hey, we need to end this right now. This is hurting a lot, a lot of people. Yeah, I definitely heard right, people man. ain't getting their uh, 195 no more. Hello, who's this? It's Anthony. Anthony, get it off your chest. Hey, um, I just wanted to call to, you know, kind of give everybody kind of a little bit of advice to, you know, for parents to stay in your kids' lives no matter what because, you know, if you do, if you leave your kids' lives, it messes up your kids' lives. And, you <laughs> no know, <kidding. laughs> we're trying to stop these R. Kelly situations. So if you have both your mother and your father in your life, then it makes it harder for these predators to kind of, you know, go after these young kids because you have somebody that can stand up for you. Absolutely. Stay in your kids' and, lives, um, parents. <laughs> stay in your yeah, kids' thank lives. Thank you. What else you want to tell us? To drink water this morning, too? Drink water's good. You know what I mean? Workout, exercise. Yeah, it seems like we have to say kind of stuff like this because people don't do it. You know what though? You have to, you know you know what he got a point though. All of the common sense stuff that people should be doing, they're really not doing. It's the same that we have to say these things, but you do have to You're say right. these things. You're right. Look both ways when you cross the street. You got to remind people of the basics. Also hold exactly. people accountable who are predators instead of supporting their music. How about that? Exactly. Exactly. All these predators need to get super socked by somebody. Somebody needs to come to super sock all these predators. What is super sock? What's super sock? Super sock sounds like something a predator would do. What is that? Yeah, super sock is, you know, you can punch somebody, but then when you punch somebody and they never do what they did, you, you play punch in the place. You That's play too much video games, bro. Yeah, well, but hey, DJ Envy, you're one of the best DJs in this country. Oh, now I like you, man. That is not true. Another thing, another thing we have to stop doing, start doing as a society is telling the truth. Now, this guy, I like this guy. This guy is telling okay. the truth. Envy, he breaks all music. And DJ Envy, he plays all the best songs. That is know. not true. I like this guy. Keep going. Requesting callers. No, he does not. Oh, my God. I like Jesus this I'm sorry, you got to stop right there. No, he's good. Make your request right now. Let, let's see if Trump it gets on. What's your request? Mozzie, not impressive. I'm from California. That, that's yeah. not good. Okay, all right, let's see wait if he for it. All, matter of fact, wait for it all week. All right? <laughs> matter of fact, wait for it for the rest of the month. All right? Matter of fact, wait for it for the rest of the year. All right. When you hear that song, call me and tell me. Okay? Goodness Knock gracious. It off.
He was he was spitting some real ish, man. Hello, who's this? Good morning, it's Nicole. Hey, Nicole, get it off your chest, Nicole. I'm so mad. So my New Year's resolution was to get to work on time. Cause last year, you know, <laughs> that, I just showed up when I showed up. That was Charlamagne's too. I just show up when I show up. <laughs> Getting to work on time is so, overrated, boo. <laughs> okay, so I was doing fine. Now at the Cross of Brands, they're doing construction. So now it takes me a, a trip that took me 15 minutes. Takes me an hour to an hour and a half. Woo. Now, how you expect me to work on time? Leave early. Leave earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, got, I already got to work at six thirty. So me, I used, I used to leave at six to get to work on time. So now I gotta leave at, at five, five. To, mm-hmm. to maybe be on time. Well, you better and leave at five then. I ain't gonna lie, but you just made me yawn thinking about getting to work on time. My goodness, it's ho- it's so hard. I'm just, I just, just get your ass day. up early. Go to sleep <laughs> early. Yeah. Go to I sleep did go to sleep. I'm actually putting on my jacket right now. That's one of the on, secrets. I may be on time. I may. That's one of the secrets to being successful is to be on time. And they say when you're on time, you're late. I know. I try to because you know I ain't that many you know black folks in the office, so I try to get there because they know when I'm not there. Well, represent uh, uh, for obviously. us. Go in there and represent for us, okay? You're the only black oh, person yeah. in there, and you late. They know when you're not there. Yes, they. Yeah, you're right. They do know, and I'll be like dipping off. They know it. I mean, I'm just she said I'd be dipping minutes. off. You're going to get fired. So you be late I mean, and you be dipping they off. <laughs> they, I hope they don't fire. They shouldn't fire me. Uh, yes, they should. You better get your goodbye. Get yeah. your ass to work. Sounds, it sounds to me like sounds to me like this relationship ain't going to last, boo. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it. Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Stephanie. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Get it off your chest. Ah, I want to tell you guys how blessed I am. I can't believe I got through. I've been calling guys since October. <laughs> That's a blessing. Tell us. Yes. Well, first of all, I got fired November 1st, <laughs> November 2nd. <laughs> I end up getting an opportunity and of a lifetime. In July, I published a book called Ooh. I Am Listening. Mm-hmm. It's about um, having a conversation with your parents about sexual trauma. Oh, so you mean like when people yeah. that molested you when you were young? Absolutely. It's amazing. I'm so happy I got through it, especially with all the R. Kelly stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important for parents to have this conversation with their children. You well, know, what's your name so we can see this book? It's called Are You Listening? And your name is what? No, it's called I Am Listening. Oh, I Am Listening. Okay. Yes, and my name is Stephanie Alert. Okay, we got to look that up. All right, thank you, Mama. Yes, thank you for having me. All right, man. G, what's up, G? Yo, what's good, Breakfast Club? What's up with you, man? Get it off your chest. Uh, just want to say welcome back. Uh, we missed you guys. Seems like you guys were gone for a long time. Three weeks, that's all. <laughs> Shout out to Nori Drink Chaps, though. It's lit. Oh. To my dude, N-O-R-E. Shout out to Nori. Shout out to Nori. He came to my birthday party on Friday. And Charlemagne, I know you got to drop an exclusive ball from your boy, Lil Duval. Oh, you want to hear that pull up? Man, that is hot. I even had that song on repeat all weekend. <laughs> Envy, can you play pull up this morning? Uh-oh. Yes, I will play pull up this morning. All right. Envy said he's going to play pull up this morning. That is a request that he'll definitely get on. Cool, cool. Lil Duval out here making hits like he's been here before. He has been here before. Oh my goodness. Y- y'all act like Duval ain't 42 years old. Goodbye. Okay. Brisha. What up, though? Brisha, do you love me? The choice on, on the phone line is heavy. What's up, mama? What up, though? How y'all doing? Good, good, good. Get it off your chest. I just want to spread some positivity. Go ahead. Um, I'm blessed. I just dropped a video a couple days ago. It's doing good, and I'm blessed. That's all I got for today. That's well, all that tell matters. us what it is so we can look it up. 
It's called Feeling Good. Risha Price was Feeling Good. Look it up. Okay. Do we follow you yet? No, you ain't follow me. I'm still waiting on that. I'm, come on, yeah. I know you got love for the B. Let me get that follow back. Okay. <laughs> You're fact. not even going to pause that. Whoa. That is a fact. <laughs> All right. <laughs> pause. All right. Kinky on a Monday. Thank you, mama. <laughs> hey, what's your name, bro? Uh, it's Jude. Uh, I'm just confused. To, uh, why you guys have so what's much your name? Hate for R. It's Jude. Jude. Okay. I just want to know why you guys have so much hate for R. Kelly, man. That hasn't been to the court system to get proven guilty. You guys over here, you know, making that a big deal. Like, it's 10 years ago, and now they want to go to Lifetime. So, no, no big deal that he married Aaliyah and had sex with her when she was 14. 15. Hey, that's not a big hey, deal. I'm not saying I'm not saying that. That's not that's not like, you know that's right. But I'm just saying you're not saying why it's... wait for a lifetime? Why wait for a lifetime to offer you an opportunity? Why didn't you go to the police to begin with? Why didn't you I go to the police? Because I was 14 at the I'm, time. I'm that's saying, why I didn't. Go. Victims. Why you wait till lifetime offers you people actually to report? People actually did go to the police. Actually, one of the women was um, was one of the first people that came forward ten years ago, and she was in court, and she did speak she, to the and judge. And he was found, and he was found not, and he was found innocent, right? Do you know, no. no, he was why, not found why, innocent. Why Do you know what they, happened? Did you watch the documentary? Don't, don't get, don't let me get at you, man. You can we get all, at me. We all know about you. What do you know? What, what, what do you What do you know about me? Uh, hey, it's all over. And, You're not a saint yourself. And so, so you believe it about me, but you don't believe it about R. Kelly. Okay. I'm now not listen. saying I don't believe it. it. I'm it, just saying that it makes no sense that 10 years ago and now you want to go to Lifetime and you never went to the police. Here's the thing. I don't argue with fools because people from a distance can't tell who's who. So I don't even know why you're still on the phone. Yeah, and you're the reason why a lot of women don't come out when they are assaulted. But thank you, sir. Have a great day. When Lifetime offers something, they come, right? <laughs> this guy's a but why y'all going back and forth right. with this? You absolutely right. Like it's 2019. Don't go back and forth with these niggas. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now we got rumors on the way. Ooh, well, you're gonna love all of these movie news that I have for you today. Okay, we're gonna talk about a possible sequel that's gonna be happening that I'm very excited about. Also, Master P talks about one of his deals that he has. And of course, we'll discuss Kevin Hart, who's gonna be here today and his movie. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, looks like there is going to be a Coming to America sequel. Eddie Murphy did confirm on Friday that it's happening. He said, after many years of anticipation, I'm thrilled that Coming to America 2 is officially moving forward. We've assembled a great team that will be led by Craig Brewer, who just did an amazing job on Dolomite. And I'm looking forward to bringing all these classic and beloved characters back to the big screen. So he is going to do his role as African Prince Akeem. He go to he went to Queens three decades ago. He's looking for his when he was looking for his queen, as you all know. In the sequel, he's gonna be looking for his son. Now Blackish mm-hmm. creator Kenya Barris is the person who is actually writing the script as well. That's what I heard. I heard that he had an illegitimate child thirty really? years ago. When he came, well, not illegitimate because he wasn't married, but when he was out here doing his little dating thing, right. he shot somebody club up, and now he got a son out here, and now the son is coming back to uh, Zamunda. I'm excited about that. That's, that's my favorite movie of all time, and I'm excited about it. I this. like it because, you know, now these kids will know what I'm talking about when I ask them, would you rather be in Wakanda or Zamunda? Because that's really a question you can only ask somebody 40 and up. Because only one of the, we understand that. Another great part of that movie was the scoring of it and the music that was oh, in it. Oh, yes. Shout out to Nile Rodgers. So I hope they bring him back because he scored the original as well. Good question. Where would y'all rather live, Wakanda or Zamunda? 
I look. I don't at what, know what Zamunda really looked like. But see, I look at Wakanda as New York. Like you'd work in Wakanda, but Zamunda would be Jersey. Jersey. Mm. So you live in Jersey. You know what I'm saying? I kind of like Zamunda. All right. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Master P. He tweeted out today: We made history. Signed one of the biggest deals with the Lionsgate for the Master P biopic, King of the South, Ice Cream Man. Here's what he had to say. Day is a big day for us, man. God is good. Just signed the biggest deal. Look all this, look all this work, man. It took it took like a year. King of the South coming down to Lions Gates. Biggest deal. A hip hop artist still alive. Being able to be thought straight out of Compton was big, man. This is about to be one of the biggest movies next year. Well, finally, dropping the clues bombs for that. That's great. Okay. He also shouted out Lil J, Uncle Luke, and Tony Draper, the kings he said that came before him. Tiger Williams wrote the script to diminish the society. So there you go. I'm in that movie. All right. You're the uncle, right? Or something like that? I'm the guy who finds Master P after he gets shot. All right. Now, Aquaman has made $1 billion in making box office history with that. It's the first DC Comics film to surpass over a billion dollars since The Dark Knight Rises. That was back in 2012, and they said it's on track to be the top-grossing movie in DC history. Did you guys see that? No. As a Marvel head, you know, it's just very hard for me to go spend my hard-earned money on DC movies. Okay, but I may or may not go see Aquaman. I'm not sure yet. All right, and Kevin Hart's movie, The Upside, actually beat Aquaman. They uh, That Upside is the number one movie. Aquaman, I guess, has been number one for, like, the past, what, three weeks? So now The Upside has unseated that number one spot. So congratulations. Kevin Hart is going to be with us today, and he stars in The Upside also alongside Brian Cranston. Nicole Kidman's in the movie. I saw it. It was a great movie. So... You guys have a chance to see that. It made over almost $20 million over the weekend. We'll drop on the clues bonds with Kevin Hart. He'll be here in five minutes. Yeah, less than five less minutes. Than five minutes. Mm-hmm. And just so y'all know, everybody that is using someone else's Netflix account, that might all come to an end. They have a new software that they're doing for all these streaming services to make sure that you can't share your account with non-paying friends. So you have to get one of those premium accounts to be able to share your account with other people. That's whack. That's part of the, that's what, that's part of the Netflix experience. Well, well they said 26, yes. nearly 26% of millennials share their Netflix credentials. So I guess they're losing money. That's what you that. do with your friends. That's how you know you got real friends. Shout real out to fr- Janae. Well, that's real friends. <laughs> and let, my brother. Let their friends hold their Netflix password. All right, and get ready for the super Super Bowl halftime show. See if you're interested. You know Maroon 5 is already the ones that are headlining, but they have confirmed they'll be joined by Travis Scott and Big Boy for the halftime show. Now, Travis Scott is requiring that the NFL actually donate to a social justice cause. They're going to be donating to Dream Corps, and that nonprofit is a social justice accelerator, which backs initiatives that close prison doors and open doors of opportunity for all. So big that's boy, part of what he is requiring. Big Boy from Outcast. Yes. Okay, I can see Big Boy wearing a Colin Kaepernick jersey, taking a knee on the stage. Mm-hmm. I can see uh, Big Boy making a stand in some way. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Missy. E. Now, when we come back, Kevin Hart will be joining us, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Our guy, Our Kevin guy. Hart. In yes. the building. Let me start off by saying you, Kevin. Damn. Whoa. Why you Kevin Hart? You bought all your friends' cars, and all my friends were showing me pictures of all their, like, you see how Kevin really loves his people? You bought all your friends' cars? Yeah, you didn't see my that? He bought all like of his friends' cars. cars. Every last one of them. But why do you care, Envy? I love my You're team. not his friend. Because all my friends are like, you don't care about me like Kevin cares about his friends. How many friends? I That's mean, a factual statement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you would be upset with me. You know what I'm saying? Maybe people love different. You Spain, get a car. Naeem. The whole, the whole team. Wayne. Everybody. Damn, Kev. We uh, it was a it was a tour gift. We we finished the tour. 
That was you know dope. what the backlash from that is, though? Do other people say, how come I didn't get a car? Yeah, it got to uh, be some people on your team that was kind of bad, <laughs> kind of salty. Yeah, I'm part of the team. It didn't make sense. Like, you know, the nanny. But if you never had a, if you, if you haven't had a red plastic cup in the past 10 years, you I probably... like old schools. What are you talking about? I had it. What are you talking about? You know, old school. No, look, it's a, it was a nice gesture, yeah. but I, I'm big on, uh, I'm, I'm big on friendship. I think, you know, those guys have a lot to do with where I am today. So showing my level of appreciation when I can is a, is a must. And it's something that floored them. I, I haven't seen them that emotional. Like, yo, when I say crying, they, like, they, they were excited. No, 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 crying. Really? I mean, Who I mean, cried the hardest? John had me rolling. John, really? John, you, man, you got me f***ed up out here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Light skins. He was red. Eyes was all. <laughs> spank, spank broke down a little bit. Naeem. Everybody. It was a good moment. Good. It was dope. You know what? I was seeing how hard Kevin Hart works. I went to go see the new movie that you're in. That's out right now. Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you. And so we were waiting to go out there. I, I was actually just introducing him. It was a surprise that he was there for the mm -hmm. audience. And he had to take a little cat nap. I felt so bad. He just had an espresso. Yeah. He's been working hard. He <laughs> fell asleep. And then they were like, okay, time for pictures. He just popped back up. All right, ready. It's hump day. I was like, it's Power actually nap. Thursday. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know what day it was. I got up saying, hump day. All right, All right. guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. She was like, it's Thursday. I said, ain't just a bitch. All right, let's get it together then. Let's go. No, them cat naps are important, man. But, uh, you know, look. These are the moments where you got to go the hardest, especially when you're on promo tour. I mean, it's nonstop, especially for me. I, I fill that day up with endless amounts of promo interviews. And this promo tour has probably been one of the most draining uh, that I've done. Because they want to talk about everything except yeah, for the Yeah, they want to just keep on, you know, dragging this Oscars thing out. So, you know, you got to try to be as patient as you can and smile, <laughs> be the nice guy, and just shut down you keep saying point. you're not gonna talk about it but every time i see you it seems like you're talking about it. it's because it they, you can't it's not that you're talking about it you gotta understand here here's what people fail to realize media makes things look so big yeah, yeah, yeah. so if you go yo you're not talking about it you did five interviews earlier that day not a headline but then the headline from all of these five things yeah. you gonna talk about at the same time. Right. Kevin Hart says he ain't talking about it, he ain't talking about it, he ain't talking about it. And that's why I choose not to talk about it because whatever you say, it's a headline that's gonna say something else and it just lives. And so now we're talking about it. You're on promo. I'm on promo tours. So people are like, well, why are you doing the promo run? Because I got a fucking movie that's yeah, in yeah, theaters. Yeah. They got out to surprise the audience. Got, they started screaming out, Host the Oscars! Why did I? I'm like, do it, Kev! <laughs> <laughs> do it, man! <laughs> this is taking my celebrity oh, to man. another level. I'm, I'm talking like walking in the street. You just hear people in the car. Do it, man! <laughs> me, me, come on, Kev! <laughs> Host the Oscars, man! You can do it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate <laughs> you, man. So you're not gonna do it. I'm not talking <laughs> about this shit any goddamn more. <laughs> so, 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 what is the greatest lesson you've learned? Let's look for the, the silver lining. Again. What's the greatest lesson you've learned? There is no lesson. <laughs> People keep asking me about a lesson. <laughs> it's just unfortunate. There's no <laughs> lesson. The, the lesson was learned 10 years ago when it stopped. Yeah. Right. And what's crazy is you're in this new movie, The Upside, and you have such a different type of role, and it's so interesting. What's crazy is that the movie goes hand in hand with what the f*** is going on in my life. <laughs> They're saying that it's yeah. an Oscar-worthy Oscar role listen, for you. Listen, listen. <laughs> you could have been hosting yourself. <laughs> it, here's here's what's, what's crazy about the movie. The movie is about accepting change, mm -hmm. accepting mm -hmm. growth. I swear to God. The, the movie is about understanding 
an individual after you get to know the individual. Right. White, rich, gotta be happy. Mm -hmm. Black, ex-con, gotta be a f criminal forever. Mm -hmm. and, and until they get in death about one another and understand why they feel the way that they feel, they're not able to help. It's taking people and putting people in a position where they can evolve. Right. And in today's time, you forget that people do change. When do we forget and oops? Mm -hmm. I think we need to go backwards a little bit. No, because, that's the problem no, now. No, I when like I say when I say backwards a little bit, I'm saying to to remember that this wasn't always the way of the world. Yeah, no, but culture shift is perfect. Yeah. Put yeah. it Absolutely. No, like, it's like some perfect context. Mm -hmm. You have to put things in context of when it happened, what the world was like at that time. Why do we what have our to, sensitivities were? I just don't understand why we even have to explain that. Why does right. it isn't common sense? Well, that's not, the part that I don't understand. Not to give any spoilers, but Kevin Hart is playing with a penis in the movie. <laughs> you're playing it's with a penis. Not, I'm not playing. It's not yes, your you, penis. You're not. I'm not playing with a penis. I'm a caretaker in the movie. <laughs> oh. Okay. So you play with the guy's penis. Fact, let me be careful the way oh, I say this. By the way, I would like to say a homophobic person would never play that role. Let me see something. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I am a caretaker mm -hmm. in the movie. And as a caretaker, my job is to uh, handle uh, Brian Cranston's character, Phil, who is a quadriplegic. You gave him a bad And uh, no, in this particular not. scene, he needed this catheter changed. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is a guy that's just, I'm not qualified for the job. So, you know, to do it, uh, he has to talk me through it, and it's a it's a it's a funny scene, but it's an uncomfortable it scene for my character Dell, not for me as a person, because I'm you know I understand. Well, did you have to practice hand. to learn that that, that we part? actually did? I actually yeah. had to work with a real caretaker. I spent really? time with wow. we spent time with a real caretaker. Mm -hmm. uh, Brian spent time with people who were quadriplegic, mm -hmm. and we wanted to make sure that we went as in depth as we possibly could to bring light and awareness to people that are in this position and that work in this world. You, you wouldn't know? even think about all the things that you would have to do for somebody that's oh my God. quadriplegic. The fact that it's a true story mm -hmm. is is mind-blowing. And what's crazy is that the guy Phil is, is filthy rich. And thinking that money solves everything is just the wrong perspective because this is a guy who would take all that money and give it away to, to move his thumb. Mm. So you didn't touch your penis in this movie? Well, I don't okay. understand why we hung up. It's, it's acting. <laughs> that's, all, that's all you got out of this? Yes. That was a good selling point. Like, really? and that's all you got out of this? It's, it's acting. So, oh, okay, okay. So, you know, so, yes. where it's... It's like a catheter. You had to squeeze the head, Okay, right? well, first of all, what we had... Let's just, let's just clear this <laughs> up right now. Because okay, he said just, it in the movie. Oh, yeah, let's let's just clear. What, on the great. acting day, just for you guys to know, it was a prop. It was just a piece... It was a, a piece fake of penis. wood. Oh, a piece it's of just, wood. Okay. Just a, and it just goes Please up. Please don't stop doing that with your hand. <laughs> well, no, because I'm telling because somebody pulls a string, and oh. that's how it went up. Brian had. So, so what'd you do with the wood? Here's, here's what I want you guys to understand. I want you guys to understand two things. One, God is real. Right. <laughs> uh, two, two, two. The sun is going to shine every morning, regardless of how you feel and what you want, okay? <laughs> it's a good movie, though, man. It's, it it's is. A, it's great. It's a good movie. I'm, I'm happy that... This was my movie uh, that I chose to take that first step into that dramatic side of acting. I mean, but still very with, funny. At the same it is. Time, it has. It has a lot of good personal moments. Comedy. It's just It's a grounded, right. real performance. All right, we got more with Kevin Hart. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Kevin Hart. Charlamagne? Is the current cultural climate that's making it difficult for comedians uh, driving you to drama, Kev? No, mm -hmm. but the, the climate is getting a little f***ed up. Yeah. 
we're forgetting the job of a comedian. A comedian's job is to say what others think. Granted, some stuff is offensive. Some stuff can be way too aggressive. And there was a time and period when that was the case. People who didn't like that just didn't watch it. And now I feel like there's a new thing where people that don't necessarily like certain comments made by certain comedians bring a whole lot of light and of attention to that comedian, but you never supported that comedian in the first place. Mm. Right. It's, so I, I don't know why people are so afraid to just go, I don't like you. We need to get back to a place where people realize if things are distasteful, it means it's not for you. But there is an audience for it. But at the same time, as comedians, we should also be aware of the level of sensitivity and be understanding to the communities and the races and ethnicities that are now stepping up and speaking on what they like and don't like. It's our job to walk a line, mm -hmm. and if you choose to sway it, that's your personal choice as a comedian. Me, personally, I don't have to tiptoe anymore because I can be funny without being disrespectful. You know, uh, there was a, um, a couple of years ago, your house got broken into and they mm -hmm. stole a lot of your valuable stuff. And I've been seeing a lot of uh, people been getting caught and they've been returning a lot of people's stuff. I know I think Usher, they got some Usher stuff mm -hmm. returned it to them. Did they ever find any of your things? I ain't got <laughs> back. I ain't got a goddamn thing. Back. Nothing at all. They got some good <laughs> for me too. I ain't, got, I ain't got nothing back. Nothing at all. I got a high security bill. That's what I got now. That's what I have now. You ever mm -hmm. been out and seen somebody with something on and you was like, you know what? That looked like it possibly could have been mine. I seen some kids in some dope jackets that I thought could have <laughs> came from my household. Some tailored leather jackets yeah. that, I, that I turned around and I was like, it looked too young to know where that jacket came from. That, it looked like my St. Laurent jacket. Uh, no, they took clothes too? They took clothes. They took everything when they got in mind. You didn't have a security system? Security system. What is, so? Right. What is that? You, Everyone does. You, who, who doesn't have a security system? You think, you think criminals can't get past the security yeah, system? Yeah, yeah. That's what a mask is for. That's what the, that's what the whole uh, the title of being experienced. So now I have personnel. How many watches do you have now? Since That's I none of your goddamn business. No, you say you always buy yourself a watch. Every I don't know time. what I have. I don't know what I have. Do you have more okay. than Floyd Mayweather? I don't know what I have. <laughs> I don't know what I have. Okay, people tend to look at my verse from time to time. That's on them. You don't hear from me. And I don't know how many sneakers I have. I don't know how many cars or homes I have. As far as you're concerned, I don't have a goddamn thing. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right? I, don't, I don't have a goddamn thing. Now, you, 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 brought up something, you brought up something earlier, right? <laughs> What's that? Why are we not discussing the fact that culture shifted a lot? Like, the way we talk, the way we joke, the yeah. things we joked about. Like, shouldn't that change in culture matter? Here, here's, here's, the real, here's the real thing that, that people fail to realize. You're a product of your environment. Mm. North Philadelphia, born and raised, my dad, yeah, I mean, I almost actually didn't <laughs> yeah. said the whole song. What are you raised on? You're raised on Pryor. You're raised on Murphy, Red Fox, Bernie Mac, your father, your, your uncles, your cousins. Mm -hmm. This is what's around you. What words are being used and thrown around that you guys say in comfort? When you are in that environment, that's all you do. So when you step out that environment, you're taking that behavior with you. It's not till you step out of that comfortable environment and you see how other people act that you go, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. let me shut up, man. That, you say I shouldn't say what? Why? Oh, for real? For real? Yeah. I, I, I had no idea because from where I'm from, this is what we do. Right. I used to say it's all the time. Mm. It wasn't until I got around a little person that I found out that the word is looked at as a 
as a slur. Like it, they, it's you are height though. You yeah. can't use that. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. I would be offended too if I was a little person and somebody y'all height was saying that. I'm just saying. The fact that I didn't know, and I found out from being around. Someone that made me aware gave me the opportunity to change. You was around I, to mean around little people. I was around some little people and I said it, and and, and I got like, a look and I was I'm like, "What's wrong?" Lie. I really hope they get offended at you by this interview. I, took, look, I, I corrected would love it to hear your apology. Too. I, they, 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 they gonna be one. They gonna be one. Listen, I corrected it. But you know what I don't like when you tell people that something's offensive like that. The word is offensive, but they're like, "Well, why?" I think little person sounds worse. Like yeah. I've had this argument. I'm like, you can't it's do not that. about you. Yes, though. you can't it's not do about that. What you think? You can't do that once you once you are made aware. And then you have the knowledge of it, then you don't have no excuse. Right. right. But I'm saying you don't know until you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People forget that you gotta that you gotta know. Back to the movie. Harvey Weinstein originally was attached to this movie, and they had to clear all of that up and get him off as mm-hmm. executive producer and all of that. But sometimes things happen that affect people later, like how men talk to women if they're in a position of power that might prevent that woman then from getting further in their career, that could have been something that happened back then, yes. but has affected a woman to this day. How should that be handled? At one point, the movie was, it was trying to be halted in general. And people had to be made aware that everybody isn't him. Mm-hmm. There's a crew of people, hundreds of people that worked on the film. The product shouldn't be a part of his consequence. Right. When you say the people that were affected by those things that from them and how times are of course different and looked at but still carry that burden i think that light needed to be shined Mm -hmm. so people that were affected by it especially women felt comfortable about getting that off their chest i can only imagine what it's like when you finally say it to go (sighs) i can now breathe so i i support and stand with it and i think you know there's there's some some that have tried to take advantage of that and and get in on that that train that may that may not have been in the same level you know as some of these women that truly were affected. But I'm glad that the people that did decide to stand up stood up. What is the proper way to handle uh, old comments, old tweets, old jokes? What's the proper way to handle that? It's no, there is no proper way. If you've changed and you move on, then you've done. You, I got nothing to say, guys. What do you want me to say? Well, you're an executive, so so you given you give talent opportunities. See ya. Chief executive, I'm sorry. Would you ever not give someone an opportunity based off old tweets or old comments or old jokes? No. But why? I'm I'm judging you from high school. Mm. I'm going back to your college days right. when you were supposed to be stupid. What am I? Does it depend on what those comments were though? If you're a hypocrite and you can't say to yourself, it's like it's like having a child. Mm. Your child comes home and your child got in trouble in school for cheating on the test. You're pissed off. But you're not gonna look at yourself and go, God damn. I did that. I did the same I did the same shit. I cheated on the test. <laughs> now, yeah, you may not say it to your kid because you gotta be firm and stay in your ground and make sure he understands it's wrong or she understands it's wrong, but you did it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like everybody I've makes the same bull- dumb shit yeah. because you're supposed to do dumb shit. That's the only way that you get to be an adult. A polished adult is to do dumb shit. All right, we got more with Kevin Hart. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kevin Hart. How did you look at the, the R. Kelly docuseries, especially with you having a daughter? I talked to my daughter immediately after. You and me both. And, and, what and my you think son. About it and what did you say? I talked to my daughter immediately after first. Mm-hmm. And I made sure that she understood that I'm not just her father, I'm her friend. Right. And I said it's very important for you to feel comfortable talking to me about anything. I said some of the most uncomfortable things that you may not want to tell anybody, you can always tell me. 
Because the scariest thing is your child going through that. Absolutely. That's the scariest thing in the world. To not know and find out at a later age that your child goes, when I was 12 or 13, Uncle Rodney or Aunt Judy did what? And you didn't know? I'm not capable of having that information and going through the system and, and getting correct. There's no shot. It's over. Because there's no way that I'm not going to take action. To take, I'm, I'm, yeah. because that's my child. Right. And I'm also an example to my kids that we ain't going to be perfect. You see your dad firsthand f- up. It's the nature of life, honey. It's the nature of life, son. But the one thing that we're always going to do is we're going to confront it. We're going to talk. We're going to, this family f- is for real. We're going to keep this together. So I want her to have that understanding, especially. Then I have my son have it. And then I say, y'all bond is closer than, than mine's to y'all's. Mm-hmm. I know you're cussing every day you leave this house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Both of you. I know that you got secrets mm-hmm. that you're sharing with each other. That's fine. But when one of those secrets that y'all telling each other get too deep, then one of y'all better tell on the other and y'all better come to me. Or your mother. Somebody got to know. After seeing the victims, do you think it's appropriate for comedians to make jokes about the R. Kelly situation? Comedy is comedy, man. You can find a joke in anything. Yeah. Cause I, we talked to one of the victims, uh, Lisa. What was her name? Lisa, Lisa Van, Van Allen. Allen. Lisa and Van she was Allen. saying it was frustrating, like watching Dave Chappelle pee on you, or just hearing people joke about R. Kelly. And in my mind, I'm thinking we just clowning R. Kelly. But like she said, there was people who were really getting peed on. Once, once again, I understand that, mm-hmm. but you have to also understand the mindset of a comedian does not go that far. It's not as in depth as you think it is. You know, with who am I hurting? Who am I affecting? And What's going to happen? What's the change? What's the, that's not the mindset of a comedian. It's, oh, shit. What the f***? Hey, oh, you think it's funny real quick? Yeah. I'm going to try tonight. Mm-hmm. If I don't get a laugh, it's, damn, that was ass. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Or what if somebody's like, that's funny, but I don't know if you should say it. I mean, you, you don't know that you because think, yeah. you're doing it by, you you on your notepad <laughs> by yourself. Everything with comedy is a gamble. You throwing a dice every time. Did you have ill will and maliciousness when you did the Cowboys and Indians party? Yo, I'm telling you the something about that. I had no idea until I got home. And the crazy thing is, it's a party planner that put it together for my wife. Yeah, yeah. It's kids. It's one-year-old kids. They weren't running around doing anything offensive. Well, no, a lot of Native Americans were offended. I got yeah, I, I mean, got, I mean, yeah. I, here's the thing. You're, you're offended, but they're, they're offended as if there's another thought that went behind like it. Like you purposely did. Yes, like their intent yeah. wasn't. There's no, there's no intent mm-hmm. behind it at all. A lot of them felt like you, you apologized to the LGBT community, but not them. What, what, I'm saying, them. I'm saying, what what do I say? Hey guys, I'm I'm sorry for a party that I knew nothing about that got done that I got home and saw. You guys think that I'm part? I'm planning the kids' parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that right. which, with my time? You think I'm I'm doing my my son's one year old party? So you but, can't apologize you can't, unless you know what you're apologizing. I mean, like for. what am I doing? Like what am, yeah, yeah. what am I what am I doing? What did I do? So uh, next year, no more cowboys in the. I told her don't have another f-ing theme party <laughs> at all. And if you apologize to the m- and you apologize to the LGBT community, um, little people, little you people. Keep on calling. You know what? To, to Native Americans that were offended by the party that was thrown for my son, I, I apologize. So, hey. Hey. Are you going to get the Oscars now? Uh, I'm not man. saying <laughs> <laughs> about that, man. Okay. How you just step all over the Native American apology? Yeah, with your stupid ass yeah, question. Yeah, you know what? Let me give my sincere Native American apology. I apologize to the Native Americans that may have been offended by the theme that was put behind my one-year-old's party. It was not done with malicious intent. Okay. Boom. Right? Educational experience. Educational experience. Are you afraid that as you continue to grow and control your own destiny, the way that you are, you get bigger than life? <laughs> 
I'm afraid that, that I'm going that I'm going to run out down. of apologies. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid that it's going. Don't that, mess up his sincere apologies. No, I'm not. I'm just afraid, like that. That if it, if you have to keep doing it, like at some point, you know, like what 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 is going to be deemed okay and not? There's just one more apology you got to do. Which one? Oh, there was a lady that said she went to your show. Oh God. And uh, oh, she, she said she her. needed the, her cell phone. To, to, I guess to she check was sick. her She had to check her level levels. of sugar. Okay. And she said that she was kicked out of the show. <laughs> apologize to everybody with diabetes right now, Kev. <laughs> I Kev. apologize. She did call here and say that. I apologize for you not being able to get to your phone at my show to check your sugar level. So what are people supposed to do that are diabetic hey, I'm gonna be at your honest show? with you, Ange. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Ange. There's signs all over the place that say, that say don't pull... Your phone now. I, I know. Also, let me tell you. Let me tell you what else I, I there know. are. Let me tell you what else there are. There's announcements in the beginning of the show. <laughs> if you have diabetes and you have to check your sugar level, you don't have to do it right there. You can get up and walk in the tunnel and check your sugar level. What if I'm already dizzy? You can get <laughs> up. You can get up. Here's here's the thing, man. With these people, people will find some to complain about, man. There's always a, a flip side. Sometimes it's hard when there's a lot of people and you're in the middle. Of Get and you gotta your walk ass excuse me, up. Excuse me, excuse me. For the last time, I say I've addressed everything. I'll address this <laughs> one more time. I've definitely said it several times. Bet you can't find tape of that either, okay? <laughs> you cannot treat comedy like music. Music, you can hear the same song over and over again. When you hear a joke, you heard it. It ain't, it ain't funny after you heard it. If I'm touring and I'm going city to city, country to country, I'm going all over the globe. If you're putting up my material, how am I supposed to perform for these other people that have paid good money to see the live show? That's why I'm so strict with the cell phone policy. How do people not understand that? Oh, I understand. I can't tour. You didn't. I can't film a special and a special be a big deal if you put the jokes up. Online. Well, Kev, you already got enough money. I got to get these likes and these retweets. Well, that's my point. The likes and the retweets. Kevin Hart joke. Yes, this is the likes and the retweets. Kick your ass up. Are, are f- up the rally, which is why I boot you. I boot you, <laughs> and I give you money back. I have no problem with giving you money back. He don't care back. who you are. I, I boot you. No, no. Envy is still upset until this day. He never get over that. He got that. thrown that's out why of he the goddamn show. That's why he brought that up, trying to put it on the woman with yeah. diabetes. It ain't got nothing to do with her. It's got to do with him. Yeah. You know, Kev said, are you going to keep throwing people out? Is what I'm asking. That's what it boils down to. Let's not forget the coldest balls uh, show also because yes. we haven't even addressed that. Wait, let me let me finish this. Uh-oh. I apologize to the woman. I know she's suffering from diabetes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that it ended in a bad way. There was no malicious intent behind her getting put out. We didn't know that she had diabetes. So in the future, people that do come to my show, even though my tour is now over, when I tour again, if you have diabetes, you're not put in a place to where you can't you can't treat yourself. Just step out and just do it in the hall. Speaking of treating them, you should pass out candy okay. for those whose sugar may be low. <laughs> okay. Just in case. Yeah, you know what? I will put peppermints under the seats. There you go. There you go. So people can reach and grab a peppermint. I don't know what to do anymore, <laughs> man. All right, we got more with Kevin Hart. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kevin Hart. His movie Upside is out right now. Number one movie in the country. Number one movie in the country. Charlamagne? Do you think you're getting too big, Kev? 
I mean, listen, I think you should go out there and get everything God had planned for you. Yeah. And he plans But do you ever think that your star is just getting too big? He's not going to stifle himself. I'm not going to stop or slow down. Um, I start filming Jumanji February 1st. I'm about to do another movie, I Told You Fatherhood. Secret Life of Pets 2 comes out. Going to production, um, pre-production on another comedy that we're developing a heartbeat. Developing a TV series for myself that's going to shock people and f*** people up. Like, I'm going to do, like, one season of something just unexpected that's going to blow people away. So my goal is for 2019 to be the shock factor. And by 2021, I'm going to go back to stand-up and I'm going to put out just a very, I'm going to put out a very controversial hour of comedy. I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to go, I'm going to flip from good guy and I'm going to go bad guy in comedy. Because I feel like it's needed. We got to, like, I just want to wake people up. I love that you know what you're doing in 2021 already. I really do. That's playing that far ahead. Has this experience uh, over the past couple weeks changed your opinion of Hollywood? That's a very good question, Charlamagne. I'm going to choose to not answer that question. Mm. But definitely, you know, you can look at you can look at things through a different lens. Mm. I've been enlightened. Now I was very relieved because originally when you were going to come up here, they were trying to do this extravagant plan where we all had to sit in freezing cold. Tubs. I was gonna do it. I was always down. So listen. So I agreed to do it. Mm-hmm. Did you? That said, you was the only one that didn't want to do it. That's not true. I, I would. I said yes, mm-hmm. reluctantly, but I did say yes, and then they said logistically it wasn't gonna work out, and I said, "Whew." No, no, no. it was it was too long. I said yeah. we can't sit in them tubs that long because y'all these interviews go, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not I'm not sitting in that f- tub that long. Oh, so like you don't those, be in there when you do call the ball. You don't be in there that long. I gotta get in and out. Shrinkage. Oh, got you, got you, got you. Well, Shrinkage. You know, well, that's just. I don't think that's neither here nor there. I think. <laughs> They were focusing on the wrong things. I think. Yeah, but there's definitely times where I don't get up in the camera after we done. I, I get up and turn my back immediately to the camera. All right, give me a second, everybody. Uh, no, but it's, the show is dope as hell. Y'all should. We should find a way for you guys to to do it because the show's only getting bigger. It's only getting more successful. I've been focusing on athletes, but I think I'm a I'm gonna start and go out to to other individuals to share. It'd be dope to flip it and uh, interview y'all in the tub. Just put y'all in one tub. No. Yeah. Nah, that's One not. tub. That'd be dope. Somebody in here farts a lot, Envy. Envy, you got to say my name. No, I'm not sitting in the tub with somebody farting. We, we, um, we talked about one of your worst shows one time, and you told us about somebody throwing a chicken bone and hitting you in the head. <laughs> True story, Atlantic City. Sweet <laughs> cheeks. Never forget it. Now, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish had a bad show New Year's yeah. Eve. Yeah. Did you, did you call your little sister after that? Called her right after. And what did she say? What was I, the conversation like? I, I called her. I jumped in the ass a little bit. Told her that, you know, this isn't anybody else's fault. This is you. It's your job right now to... Be prepared. It's it's happening very fast for Tiffany. Very fast. I just want her to be aware of how fast it's happening, just to make sure that you don't overextend yourself to where you're not giving yourself the best opportunity to be great. Mm-hmm. You know, when things are moving at the pace that they're moving, sometimes you forget the work that has to go into some stuff. It was just me reiterating what I know she already knows mm-hmm. and, you know, just making sure that she's okay from it. You know, unfortunately it happened. Can't do nothing about it, so... It's time to move on and just make sure that your upcoming tour is a great one. And, you know? and make people put their cameras away at your shows. Right, I was I mean, thinking that right. same Because I'm sitting there like, oh, no, and I, no disrespect to the dude, I don't know the dude. That's kind of like you invading my territory. You kind of should have got swung on by my security. Well, or, or at least grabbed up or something. Yeah, that was very disrespectful. Word is born, yo. Once again, you're living For people at a time. Like who haven't seen what happened, what, explain what happened. This guy got I up and he was filming himself and he was like, you know, kind of going in on her. And it went viral, but it was just very rude to do that it to somebody. Rude. Yeah, well, you're living in a time where negativity is celebrated. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, like, now, have me. you and, um, <laughs> last time you came up here, you were, uh, we, we were talking about a, a bunch of other comedians. Have y'all met up with those other comedians and squashed the beef and had conversations? Talk to nobody. No. 
Okay. <laughs> they not getting no apology. Yeah. I'm talking about. You sure you don't want to apologize? Everybody else can get an apology with them. I'm talking about. Me, me, and me and Mike Blackson cool though. Me and Mike, me, you and, Michael me and Mike bumped in each other and we talk. Me and Mike talk. Apps. Not. I'm not talking. You know, there is one thing I wanted to ask you because I saw you on Ellen and, and, and Ellen wanted you to host out. Mm-hmm. Right. And you was like, you kind of was like, maybe I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. But now it's a definite no. What changed between He said you don't want to talk about it no more. You just going to keep asking him. No, I'm not I'm asking him about it. I'm going to say what changed between Ellen and that. I like what you did there. Like, <laughs> it's like a roundabout he's asking, he's, he's asking about it, but he's making it look like he's not asking about it, but he's asking about it. Uh, Ellen is, is one of my closest friends. And when you see a person that's going to bat for you at that level, you can't not be blown away by that. Mm-hmm. So me saying I would think about it then was a real reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't given a definite answer then, but she did make me think from a different perspective, mm-hmm. seeing what she said and how she said it and just her her love, you know, her love for me. What made you call Don Lemon? I ain't talking about it. Okay. <laughs> I ain't talking about it. I just didn't like what Don Lemon said. The Twitter apologies or explanations on Ellen have fallen flat. And now you want the conversation to end. And someone like Kevin Hart, with one of the biggest megaphones in the world, can be a leader. He can help change homophobia in the black community. Something Kevin's old Twitter jokes addressed, but in the wrong way. I called him, and then we talked on the phone. We're all good now. Me and Don Lemon are fine now. Yeah. We're fine now. You said we're fine. <laughs> we're fine now. We don't have a problem with Don Lemon. You want to apologize to him? I don't have to apologize to Don Lemon. I said Don Lemon. I didn't say nothing to Don Lemon. Me and Don Lemon had an off-the-record conversation on the phone, and I made sure that he understood my point of view, and he said some things that made me understand his point of view. And we ended up getting off the phone with a a mutual understanding of one another and, and each other's sides, and there was respect. You know, I think people don't understand about you, like, you know, like they say they want you to be an ally to the LGBT community, but you're really an ally to everyone. I think so. I, I don't think you can fake good. If you're a good person or you're not, you can't be a person that stands on a platform of inspiring and trying to motivate all to be the best version of themselves. The only person I can say does it on a high level in front of a lens is Dwayne. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the only other person I know that every day publicly, hey, everybody, be great, love, give somebody a hug. Hey, listen, National Woman's Day. Go out there. Let a woman know that you love her. Is that hey, his voice? Fella, I, he talks stupid. This is his voice. <laughs> uh, he, he do this dumb <laughs> shit, though. He do like he he got a lot of superstar <laughs> shit with him now. Like the eye, the you know, <laughs> like that. We talk to him. Like, what the f- you doing, man? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Look at me. Keep your head up. And he does <laughs> right here. But he's a he's a genuine good dude that tries mm-hmm. his best to put his energy out on others. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. If you were a person that was divisive, then I would understand it. But I'm not. There's not a divisive. Like, where? How do you even associate that with Kevin Hart? So, what's the upside to all this, Kev? The upside is just go see my movie. Man. <laughs> Out right now. Go see the movie. Definitely go see go it. Go see the movie in theaters. It doesn't disappoint. Yes, you'll uh, definitely enjoy it. I will say, what doesn't break you makes you stronger, man. Keep your shoulders up. Regardless of what you're going through in life, there's always something worse. Keep that mindset. It'll make you smile. Regardless of what it is, man. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. We guys. appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, guys. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. This just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club.
Well, for all you fans of Drake, you might be excited to know that there are rumors that might come about soon that Drake is going to be doing a residency in Vegas. So he performed in Vegas on Thursday night, and he said that might not be the last that they'll see of him. He said, when I came back, I thought I'd be at T-Mobile Arena, but I'll be back here at XS all year. You'll have a lot of chances to see me. Would you be excited for that? Uh, a Drake residency? I mean, I'm not a, a huge Drake fan, but I'm sure he's got tons of fans that will That'd be, be great for Vegas, though. It'd be great for Vegas. A lot of people who are Drake fans that don't want to, you know, pay for concert prices can actually get up close and personal and what about those clubs. You know what's crazy? I feel like I read an article after one of his albums came out and he was talking about why he does so much, uh, like, like music, like um, the slow songs and stuff like that. And he said because one day he wanted to do a residency in really? Vegas. Yeah, this was a while ago I read this article. Hmm. All right. Well, he also posted on Instagram a picture of him performing in Vegas, and he put new home. So, you know, looks like it's going to happen soon. Now, there's also rumors that The Weeknd is taking a shot at Drake on his new song, Lost in the Fire. Let's see what you think about this. All right. So if you didn't hear that, he said... I just want a baby with the right one because I would never be the one to hide one. Why would y'all think, first of all, why would y'all think Drake is the only person hiding hiding their child? And number two, it's the difference between not wanting everybody in your business and hiding your child. It's people out there that's really hiding children. Okay, I don't think Drake's like hiding his child. I guess it's probably because of the Pusha T's. You are hiding a child, and then people kind of use that now. Yeah. And so that's what the speculation is. It could be a shot. I yeah, see it. But there's so, plenty of people out here hiding their children. Listen, I'm letting y'all know. That's it could be what the a shot. Getting your side chick pregnant. You don't want your wife to find out. You got to get your side chick out of town. It happens all the time. That could be a shot. Yeah, so okay. you think it's not? Or you I, just, I mean, it, it, it doesn't You can understand the speculation. I can understand the okay, speculation. Okay, that's all. It's just a rumor. Yes. All right, now let's discuss Lisa Van Allen. She called up here to the Breakfast Club. She came out in 2008 to talk about R. Kelly and his alleged abuse. Well, now she was on Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett-Smith, Jada's daughter Willow, and her mother, Adrian Banfield-Jones. And here is what Lisa Van Allen had to say. We didn't expect it to be this powerful. This you impactful. I mean? yeah. Like, because, you know, I came out in 2008 and... Nobody heard me. Yeah. So it's awesome yeah. to be heard now. Yeah. Yes. And I'm so happy that you guys could be brave enough to do it this way. Exactly. And that, you know, because you guys deserve it. Yes. And I am just so sorry. I'm sorry you didn't get it sooner. Now, Jada also says that she also feels complicit for ignoring all these allegations. Just as recently as September, she and Will Smith used I Believe I Can Fly for a video of him bungee jumping. Hmm. So she was like, I too was complicit in this whole situation. I wonder what the ultimate goal is for the R. Kelly situation. It's like, I know, you know, you, you, they brought awareness to it with the documentary, but what if there's no legal ramifications? What if people still keep going to his shows, buying his music? What if things just keep rolling for R. Kelly? Well, it'll slow down. I, I it think, has slowed down. I think that things have already slowed down Absolutely. for him, son. Mm. You know, the label is saying they're not, they're freezing his music right now. They put his music on hold. Also, he was trying to get a permit to do a concert. He was supposed mm -hmm. to be doing this concert in Illinois, and they actually did not grant him that permit. In Illinois, in Illinois they denied that permit for a spring break jam concert. It was supposed to be in April at the Illinois State Fairgrounds. He was the host of it, but they did deny that application due to security concerns. No, so promoters, the ultimate, so no promoters are booking them. They're going to they stifle them. Just so make the sure ultimate goal is cancellation. Cancel them. Mute okay. them. Yep. All right. Now, remember, Nick Cannon and Damon Dash were talking about R. Kelly and the Jay-Z album. Here's what was said. 
At what age was Foxy Brown signed? Yo, be, don't beat around the bush. Say what you want. I'm to say. just. Asking. What do you mean by that question? I was just asking. What do you insinuate? I'm not insinuating. I just asked the question. I, I, I thought Foxy was like 16. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> it sounds like you, all I'm saying is in like this industry talk, when we live in seems these glass like you got, It seems like you got a question for Jay. <laughs> Ask him. I ain't got to do with that. Now, in this interview, he also says that Jay, he looked the other way when it came to Jay-Z and R. Kelly collaborating. Well, now Memphis Bleak is actually saying that's not true. Everybody know I f*** with Dame Dash. This is my guy, Rockefeller history. But somebody got to tell he's bugging. And then you're going to really say, you wasn't down with right. You was opposed to it. F***ing lying. Well, Bleak would know he was there. Yeah, he was he definitely, was definitely there. there. That was the Duce Friday podcast, too, mm-hmm. with uh, Rel Carter and Miff Bleak. Drop on the clues bombs for Rel and Bleak. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Charlemagne. Yes. Who you giving that donkey to? Oh, man, I need our guy, French Montana, to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a little word with him. What French do now? Yeah, I mean, it's a teachable moment for a lot of people. All right. Yeah. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Donkey of the day. Donkeys of the day, Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being donkey of the day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but donkey of the day is a new one. Yes, donkey of the day for Monday, January 14th goes to my guy, French Montana. Let me be clear, French is my guy. But Donkey today does not discriminate. Now, on Saturday night, French Montana was leaving the L.A. Coliseum after the Rams game, and he got ran up on by TMZ, and they asked him about the situation concerning America's favorite pedophile, allegedly, R. Kelly. Always got to say allegedly because that guy loves to sue. Uh, French was asked about R. Kelly, and this was his response. He already told you my mind was telling me no. Where you at? In my body. <laughs> he did say that. Yeah. He so, warned us. So you kind of always knew? Man, I just think, yeah, like, you know, yeah. you, you don't, they don't let nobody, you know, have their legendary moments, man. I feel like they, they, they did Michael Jackson like that. They did all Kelly like that. All the greats went down like that, man. Let somebody enjoy their legacy, man. Whatever happened, happened, man. Ugh. Now, artists, comedians. <laughs> Public figures have to be smarter when talking to these outlets who have these on-the-street camera people. I don't care if it's TMZ, Baller Alert, whoever. When you're coming out of a venue and you see them, you don't have to make a statement, especially when it comes to topics as serious as the Robert Sylvester Kelly situation. And please, if you are under the influence of any drugs or alcohol, do not talk to these people. Sounds like French was slurring a little bit if you if you, if you, if you ask me. Yep. Now, if you listen to the breakdown of this French Montana audio, it starts off fine. Quick little joke at R. Kelly's expense. I know, I know. People don't like R. Kelly jokes because people feel like you're making light of the situation, so I understand. But then he starts talking about R. Kelly's legendary moments. French, it's hard to appreciate R. Kelly's legendary musical moments when the art that R. Kelly made is a direct reflection of his crimes. And a person like R. Kelly can't enjoy their legacy when they have used the power and influence of that legacy to manipulate and cause trauma to so many people. Now, this whole statement from French is pretty bad, but this is where he really messed up. This last line right here. Whatever happened, happened, man. <sighs> French, I know you ain't worried about nothing. Hey, 
ain't worried about nothing. But when it comes to things like statutory rape, abusive women, you can't simply say whatever happened happened because you wouldn't feel like that if it was a woman you loved. Now, French has cleared it up. He posted on Twitter, let me be clear. My heart is with the victims. I never thought the people I looked up to as a kid who sang and danced and gave me hope to become a superstar would become drug addicts, child molesters, and rapists. I am hoping we as a culture create better leaders. We need them. Great statement, but sadly the cleanup is never as loud as the mess. But that's a great statement. See what happens when you actually worry about things, French? Ain't worried about nothing. Okay, maybe you're not worried, but when you're home and you've had time to think about the question, see how clearer and more focused the answer is? Every public figure in their team needs to remember one thing when they have these cameras in front of them. Measure twice, cut once, and by all means, don't measure at all when you're drunk. Please let the Hamiltons give French Montana the biggest ER. Oh, now you are the donkey <laughs> of the day. ones you regret in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's all. All right. Okay. That's all. Thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back, let's talk texting. Now, Angelie was talking about this article she read about texting people. Yes, in the early stages of dating, they're saying that you cannot send three texts in a row. They said that's just too much, and that actually is borderline harassment. So imagine you send a text, the person doesn't answer, then you send another text, they still don't answer. They're saying do not send that third text. Forget dating. Don't be texting me three times in a row for nothing. My son does that all the time, and I ignore him all the time. Dad, that's your kid. Dad, well, we're matter. talking about dad, somebody that dad, you don't know like dad, that. Like, say dad, you go on a dad. date. I don't know him like that. Dad, dad, dad. <laughs> Stop texting me. Don't you know te- what I hate? I hate when people text me question marks. Yeah. I no, that too. Oh, no, this is what I hate. I hate when somebody texts you, and then they question the thing they text you? Oh, they, they put the little yeah. question mark on their text? Yeah! Like, <laughs> like that, like, oh, I hate that. Dad, 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 dad. Yes, yes there's some rules That's to this texting, son. you guys, it. when it comes to dating in I'm this gonna give you a number. day and age, so we're gonna talk about that. Dad, dad, alright. 800, what's the question? 800-585-1051. What are we asking people? We're doing rules of texting, but is it too much in the early stages of dating to send three texts to a person unanswered? So you, so you text one time, they, they ignore you. They don't answer. You, you text, you text again, again, like, hey, you there? They ignore you. Then you oh, text you're the thirsty third time, yeah, you thirsty. Damn. Well, your thumbs is, is dehydrated as hell. All right, yeah. 800-585-1051. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you joined us, if you just joined us, we're talking about texting. It's an article that Angela Yee read. Now, what, what did the article say? What was it talking about? Yes, the article was in Men's Health, and it was saying that three texts could be borderline harassment in the early stages of dating. If someone's not responding, you send that first text, then you send the second text, don't send that third text out. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the first text you send out to somebody, and then just in case they didn't get it or they were too busy or maybe they were sleeping or they just overlooked it, the second text is the reminder text. The third text, you're thirsty. Right. Yeah, I mean, my thing is the same. Like, and it's not even about dating. Like, don't text me three times in a row if we don't know each other like that. Don't text me a question and then emphasize your question with a question mark. Well, now, is that a text when somebody does the emphasis on it? Yes, because that's annoying. Because it's making it seem like, it's making it seem like, because you can tell if somebody read your, your text or not, right? No, well, I, uh, no, well, only you if you have that alert on. Yeah, you got to have that alert on. My, oh. See, my daughter and my son turns the alert on on my phone yeah. so they know if I read it or not. That's why he keeps going, Dad, 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 stop texting me. Well, I think that that's what they know. They know when you see it, and then when they when they know that you saw it, then they emphasize it with a question mark again. That's annoying, I, bro. It's an, I hate when people send a bunch of question marks or when they write, hello. 
That's annoying to me. And by the way, if you really need to get in touch with me that bad, this is what Talk. I hate. When, I hate when my exactly. <laughs> I hate when my actual friends do that. Yo. Yo, you there? Hey, Charlamagne. Call me. Hold on, mama. Hold on, mama. Hold on. I'm sorry, my Hold on, Let's talk about texting. That was mad rude. Yeah, that was mad rude. You see us talking? Text us. I do the yo, though. I'll be like, yo. I do that all the time. She's like, get in here. What's up, Kato? Yeah, y'all crazy. What's up? But no, I was coming on just to talk about it because, you know, I feel like this. People love to leave others on read, but then later down the line when it's their time, the same people gonna leave their obituary on read. You know what I'm saying? It's like hmm? everybody. Whoa! Like, God, God damn! You somebody somebody? Just die. You gonna leave my whole obituary on read just because I reply I mean, your text I'm not message? That type of person, damn. of course. I'm about love, but I feel like everybody in the society has gotten so caught up in being like so arrogant and self-serving. It's like you know they just leave people on read just to say it. They don't care about people checking up on them. It's like okay, three text messages. That's not awful. It's like. You know, we know how text messages work. Sometimes they don't go through. So somebody's like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. hey, you know, what's up? What's going on? If it doesn't I go mean, through, I, that little red thing shows up yeah, to show you, you it didn't go through. You know it doesn't go through. But we're talking yeah, about dating. Stuff. Like, I'm on Android. I have a Samsung. I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> oh. Okay, but let's just say we're talking about dating, not somebody that you know well, someone that you went on one or two dates with. Okay, so be real and tell them, hey, you know, I'm not really feeling it like that. You know, then put them in the friend zone politely. Stop, like, doing people's feelings like that. I'd rather not respond. Yeah, you know, I'm with you. I'm just, I'm, I'm not gonna respond. I'd rather just not respond. Yeah, you'll, you'll get the, you'll get the message. We don't even know each other. Well, you, well, you she may not get the message because she got an Android. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's quite possible I mean, she may not get the message. Though. You know, I mean, I mean, then again, I don't know. I've been married for so long, so I don't know how it is out here. I heard people are crazy. You know, dating is just, you know, wild stuff. My girlfriend's told me all types of stuff, so I can imagine. But I just feel like. You know, put out what you want. The energy you put out is what you receive well, in this I, universe. Hey, you know? I, I understand that you're married too, but I, I think you're getting a little too comfortable by having an Android. I think that you need to. Like, <laughs> I am, uh, Charlemagne. Listen, I've had it since it came out. Okay, and so it's like I feel like I'm gonna be an old little lady if I get an iPhone. Like, what? Do, how did you do this? You know, I'm not gonna be able to know how to use it. I'm, I'm good. Tell Charlemagne stop front because he just got rid of his Android. Maybe that is two not years, true. Two, I've had an iPhone ago. for over ten. I've never. I've had an iPhone for at least ten I years. An, I have an Android. I have an Android, Android and an iPhone. You definitely had an. Everybody be dogging our camera pictures, talk about they look like GTA format and everything. That's a fact. Like, My pictures come out good. I don't know what everybody's saying. Bye, Mama. Okay. Hello, who's this? Lee, what's up? Lee, Lee, what's up? Nothing much, man. I just That's my last name. Twitter and sh- can you uh, stop Lee cursing, Pace. Lee? Can you stop cursing? <laughs> yes, sir. You sound like the type of person that texts somebody three, four times. Nah, I'm like the type of person to block someone after the third text, man. Still block okay. somebody. It's that bad. Man, yeah. Like, honestly, if you texted me more than three times, to- more than two times, I'm not trying to talk to you. Damn. I'm trying to make a sandwich. I'm trying to talk to I'm trying to talk to Angela Yee. You know what I'm saying? So somebody's texting you right now. I'm blocking them. I ain't even replying. I'm talking to y'all. All right, Lee. Oh, my goodness. Ain't nobody texting Lee. Nah, nobody at all. <laughs> Peaches. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Peaches. How are you guys doing? How many times is too many times to text somebody without getting a reply? Um, I feel personally three times is a little too much, especially if you guys just um like first met. Um, even even if it's urgent, I feel like that's too much because you know that may make it seem like you're a little crazy or thirsty, yep. a little deranged. What if you yeah, like? What if you like him? Is it cute? Um. Even if he's cute, I will like I will kind of wait because it's like if if I just meet somebody on the first month and they text me three or four times, I'm gonna be like, wait a minute, mm, let me kind of red flag this because I don't know what they have going on. 
<laughs> Not much if they have time to text you three or four times. Exactly. Like, do you work? Or what? What's going on? Like, you know, they may be a little psychotic. They might be sitting outside my window. You know, people are crazy nowadays, so you have to be careful. But I just feel like three times is too much. Maybe once, maybe twice. Or just text them and call them. If they don't want to talk to you, then don't. Have a little pride. Thank you. It. Have a little pride. Yeah, don't seem desperate. <laughs> All right. 800-585-1051. How many times is too many to text somebody without getting a reply? Little thirsty-ass thumbs. Call us up right little now. dehydrated digit fingers. <laughs> it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking texting. How many times is too many times to text somebody before getting a reply? Now, I think... After twice, if they don't reply, that's it. And if they text three times, they're, they're crazy. I think they're three, thirsty. I think three times is ridiculous. I think when they emphasize a question they ask you with a question, you got to text them back and say, why your thumb so thirsty? <laughs> I think just don't answer at all. I'm really a, the queen of that, not answering. You know what I think is great? When somebody texts you, they check in with you, and then if you don't respond, they'll give it a couple of weeks and then be like, hey, just checking back in. And you can't get mad that they didn't respond. Like, don't have an attitude or get angry. Like, oh, you don't see me texting you. I took you out, and you ain't like that. And now you went, like, relax. My God. Now that, you can forget it. That's, that's that's the answer to how to recognize dehydration <laughs> symptoms. My goodness. <laughs> okay. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Chris from the Bronx. Chris, man, why your phone sound like that, Chris? So, sound like what? What's going on? An Android. <laughs> uh, damn, man. Nah, ain't no on my Android, man. Relax. Damn, you do have an Android. All right. Now, we're talking texting. How many times is too many to text somebody before they reply? Um, I would say like about five. Like, you know, oh my God! Look, 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 look. This is why I say that because why give somebody your number if you're not gonna reply the first text? You know what I'm saying? Like, the three is like, all right, maybe, maybe you know, um, that's a little too much. But if you could have been in the tunnel, that's a loophole. Like, if you got the number while you was in a tunnel in the train station and you text one time, sometimes it text three times. So that's why I say five. See, 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 five times. Five times. Five times. Yeah, a I, lot. I, I, I prefer I prefer three strikes you out. You want to play basketball. You want to foul me six times before you get kicked I out the game. I think two times is yeah. enough. All right, you, no, 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 look. look. It, it you depends, thirsty, bro. Like, it really does depend. Like, texting, it, it, I think you should call, but if you do text, I would say no more than five times. Yeah. Five is a Jeez. lot, man. That's too many. Hello, who's this? Jessica. Hey, Jessica, we're talking texting. How many times is too many to text somebody before they reply? Honestly, I think in dating... I, I don't think I would date a texter at all. I think, like, when you establish a relationship, texting is fine. But while you're dating, that's not even a way of getting to know the next person. It's kind of like where you at and come over. How, how old are you? 40 what? I'm 30. Oh, you're only 30? No, she said, I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, oh, oh did she say 30? You said you're 30? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, you just got old school values. Yeah, yeah, you know, come on. I get it. Okay, all right. Thank you, Mama. Thank you. Bye. I don't believe she's 30, though. I hear about 43 in her throat. <sighs> All right. What's the moral of the story, guys? Uh, the moral of the story <laughs> is... A little pride. The moral of the story is three texts is a symptom of dehydration in adults. All right? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Three strikes, right. you're out. Okay. You're out. Three back-to-back texts is a, is a symptom of dehydration in adults. I agree right? with you. Those thirsty-ass thumbs. After two and they don't, you don't get a reply, give it up or block them. All right. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Kanye West. He wants a giant doom. Find out what he's going to do because he didn't get it. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I had a dream about uh, offsetting Cardi B last night. 
And I don't know, it was like Offset mm. and Cardi B and you can't we were in like the, the single wide trailer I grew up in. Mm. What else happened? I don't remember. What was you wearing? Shut up. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk about this group that has breakup rumors. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. So here's a tweet and delete. Over the weekend, Slim Jimmy from Ray Shermer tweeted out, I'm not Ray Shermer, I'm Slim Jimmy, and I'm a sink or swim by myself. Mm. Then he put, not Sherm life. And then he put, y'all won, it's a wrap. And then he tweeted, y'all still got your man sway, y'all a beast great. Now after that, Ray Shermer's account, which is the two of them together, posted, brother's gonna be brothers, it's Sherm life forever. And he deleted some of those tweets. Uh, the only tweet he left off, still up is I bought my mama a million dollar crib off my work and it seems like he was answering uh, people on Twitter after that he said a little deeper than that but you trolls gonna troll get back to work I'm not drunk what reason would they have to be beefing like Ray Schmermer is a dope group and they I emphasize, and brothers. I emphasize group because they're both dope together and they're both dope apart as well but like what what issue would they have to be beefing I got into a little argument you know, things go too far every once in a while. Mm. Now, um, what he didn't like was uh, Trippy Red said nobody listens to Slim Jimmy anyway. That's not true, by the way. And he, Slim Jimmy okay, responded, Shana. he sways offspring. Slim Jimmy is is the personality of that group. I mean, don't get me wrong, Sway Lee is the... Jimmy's talented too, but Sway Lee is like the person that everybody gravitates towards as far as the sound, but Jimmy is the personality of that group. You think need about, both of them. Think about all the interviews we've done with Ray Smurman. Who was the standout in those interviews? Jimmy. Yeah, absolutely. Always. All right, now, Missy Elliott, congratulations. She is the first female rapper inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Nice. She's only the third rapper to be given that honor, and this happened on Saturday. Now, Jermaine Dupree was inducted, and Jay-Z was the first rapper that was inducted in 2017. Very deserving. Drop on a clues bomb for Missy Misdemeanor Elliott. Absolutely. She posted, I want to congratulate all the amazing songwriters who have been inducted into the 2019 Songwriters Hall of Fame, also those who were nominated because their body of work is amazing. I am so humbly grateful and crying tears of joy to now be inducted also thank you god nothing to be humble about missy you a hell of a songwriter you Absolutely. earned it okay and a dope artist all right now stephen colbert 50 cent was on with him and he was asking 50 cent some random questions and one of those questions was about ja rule okay. say one nice thing about ja rule <laughs> well he's alive <laughs> yo they never gonna That's stop a beautiful man. thing to say they never gonna stop that that's nice. a beautiful thing that's to say. That's the only nice thing you can say about that man. He's alive. Yes, that's the best. Listen, first of all, that's what we all should be thankful for. A lot of people woke up dead this morning. Okay, okay? so that is a nice thing to say. He's alive. But they didn't. They didn't wake up dead. They didn't wake. You up. don't know that. Right. You ever died and woke up? All right then. Now, Fifty Cent, in the meantime, also has won a thirty thousand uh, dollar lawsuit for with Tierra Marie. Now, remember, Tierra Marie was trying to sue Fifty Cent for reposting explicit photos and videos of her. And she said during her press conference, I found out my boyfriend was cheating on me, so I broke up with him right after that. He posted a sex tape and an obscene photo of me, clearly to humiliate me. Then his good friend 50 Cent posted the obscene photo of me on his Instagram and said, get the strap. Now, 50 said that that photo and those images were widely viewable on the Internet. So by the time he reposted it, it wasn't really his fault. 
The judge did dismiss all claims against 50 Cent and also ordered Tierra Marie to pay him $30,000 for his legal bills. And what did 50 tell Tierra on Instagram? Well, he went on social media and said, Now, Tierra, you can cough up the money or you can go with R. Kelly and Ish in a bucket. LOL. <laughs> How come social Goodness media never comes to 50 Cent? There's never they a do? call. They do? Yes, they do. I've, they I've do. never they seen just it. don't care. They don't There's care. never a call for cancellation of 50. They don't care. Drop one, clues, drop one of clues bombs with 50 Cent. Okay. He don't care. All right, Kanye West was trying to get a giant dome at Coachella. Now, what he wanted to do was get the giant dome, not even on a stage, but in the middle of the grounds, and that was logistically impossible within four months because they would have to remove all the porta potties, rearrange the festival grounds. So when festival organizers said it wasn't going to happen, that's when Kanye got irritated, hung up the phone, and now they can't reach him. So he's going too far now. He wanted a dome. Mm-hmm. So basically, build this for me, or I'll shut things down. I wonder where he learned that neat trick from. All right. Well, Lil Uzi Vert now has went on social media and said that he's just done. He posted on his Instagram stories. I want to take the time out to say I thank each and every one of my supporters, but I'm done with music. I deleted everything. I want to be normal. I want to wake up in 2013. You are free. Here's what else he had to say. Y'all talking about drop something at least. I'm trying to drop something. I dropped new padded. Like, I get a leak. I've been trying to drop something. Bro, this is my life now. You think I don't want to drop music? You just got to understand. Let me tell you something. When people don't love you, they'll hold your life if you sign a mother. Hold that shit against you. What? Um, I don't know what he's doing. He seems a little frustrated. What did he say? He just seems like he's going through it. Right? Is he saying that the label won't let him put out new music? Is that what he was trying to say? He said he is putting stuff out. I don't know. Sure. I don't know, but hopefully he's okay. It seems like he gets emotional and everybody check on Lil Uzi Vert. Somebody hug my sassy savage, man. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mix is up next, and a lot of you asked about the little Duval joint. We're going to okay. get that on in the mix. You finally going to play somebody's request? Huh? Yes. Finally? Yes. That's not all true. Right. One of our listeners said that he does it. He plays requests all the time. Yes. That is not true. That's true. And that's what he loves about Envy. That's, there you go. That's a lie, though. That's why the truth. Why you, allow you just said I'm playing why? somebody's request. Yes, because I requested it. <laughs> okay. yeah, I don't know if that counts. Drop one of clues bombs for Lil Duval. Pull up featuring Ty Dolla Sign. We'll get that on in the mix, all right? So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Kevin Hart for joining us this morning. Yeah, salute to Kevin Hart, man. Uh, I cannot wait to see what what y'all make up to be mad at from this interview. <laughs> I Are I people mad? I don't know. No, he apologized to everybody. Tell, tell, me, tell me tomorrow because I don't be on social media. But The problem is now that he apologized to everyone for everything, everybody wants an apology. So but you know, someone's going to get mad because they want an apology. This, this, is, this, is, this is my thing too and I would love to like, you know, I would love for somebody from the LGBT community to explain this to me. Mm. Like, what does an ally look like? Like, when you say you want Kevin Hart to be an ally, what does that consist of. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just say you want me to be something because I can be like, all right, I'll be that. But what does that con- consist of? I would like to know what that allyship looks like. And not just for Kevin Hart, but just for anybody out there who may want to be an ally to the LGBT community. You know what I mean? Because in my mind, I feel like I'm an ally to the LGBT community, but maybe I'm not. I just would like to know what does that allyship look like? Because if an apology is not enough, and you want him to do more and be an ally, as you say. What does that look like? I guess speak out when you see injustices, support their rights for the LGBTQ community. You know, show up I for would, them I as would, you need to. I would think that's what we all right. do, right? Right. So I don't, I don't know. Like, so when you say you're, you're not, he's not being an ally and you would like him to be, I just want to know what it looks Educate like. Educate yourself and others about different things that's going on in the community. Mm-hmm. All right, well. 
Now you got a positive note for the people, Charlemagne. Yes, before we get to the positive note, I want to salute everybody, man, who uh, has been getting shook on anxiety, playing tricks on me. I, I, when, when, I, when I do go on Instagram, I see everybody with their books, so I appreciate that. And the positive note is simply this. Respect yourself. If you don't, others won't either. Remember, the world sees what you put out there, so hold yourself to a high standard of grace and elegance. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done?